you burn somebody in one life, they get a chance to burn you back in this one. It's a karmic credit plan. Buy now, pay forever. Hello and welcome back to Scream 101. I'm Brennan. And I'm cracking up, but I'm also Sergio. Yeah, and this is our first episode for our donation drive. Um, we, we decided to kick it into high gear after a month and a half of not really pushing it that hard. Yeah. But it's finally happening and we got to get down to it because the orders are rolling in. It's like yep. uh, it's like Christmas. Yeah, it's like Lucy with the with the chocolate conveyor belt thing. And yeah, so the first one coming down the pike is actually from my parents because for my Christmas present, they got me a product from I'm Holding Your Hand, which is Travis McElroy's project serving the ACLU. And Sergio, you're breathing so loud. Am I really? Yeah. I'm sorry. It's okay. Just like you're breathing directly under the microphone. It's kind of creepy. Um, well, I'm you're always mad that I'm not close <laughs> enough to the freaking mic. And now that I am close <laughs> to the mic, it's like, what gives, man? Anyway, um, thank you to Andy and Tiffany Klein for their generous donation. Thank you, Mr. and Mrs. K. Yeah. And the, the movie special K's of today. Yeah. So the movie that they chose for us to watch is a movie that my mom also likes. So it was not entirely a horror film, but it's one that I accepted because I agree that there are definitely enough horror elements that we could cover it on the show. We've covered some not totally genre material before. Um, and that movie is 1992's Dead Again, reuniting Kenneth Branagh with his then-wife, Emma Thompson. Who is a beautiful, beautiful woman. She is. Inside and out. Yeah, I told you that like three hours ago. I remember you telling me that, but I don't think it computed. I don't think I ever knew she was Professor Trelawney. I know her as um, Nanny McPhee, Mrs. Mary Poppins, or something. That was uh, Julia. What the? I can't. Oh my god, I'm forgetting her name, and I'm an idiot. Um, oh no, Ju Downtown Julie Brown. That's her name. I'm kidding. Julie Andrews. There it is. No, I'm back. My gayness no, is back. I'm aware of that. Um, in that movie, Saving Mr. Banks, she played like the oh, writer behind Mary Poppins. Yeah, uh, Mary Shelley. Sure. Um, <laughs> I don't remember. Mary Shelley wrote Frankenstein. I know who Mary Shelley is. That's why I said sure in that half-hearted way. Um, uh, I also know her from an education. So if you guys want, oh yeah, she was the headmistress. Yup. Great. Remember, she had that great line about you know. Wait, I'm not gonna repeat that school? line. School. Yeah, it's a great line about school. She's about education. Okay. Here is the plot of Dead Again from 1992 off the back of the VHS copy that we watched this movie on because I only own it on VHS, so it was a retro experience. Oscar nominee Kenneth Branagh and wife Emma Thompson give dazzling dual-role performances in the supernatural-timed romantic murder mystery. Mike Church is an L.A. gumshoe with a knack for tossing off wisecracks and tracking down missing persons. But Church doesn't have a clue when he's hired to help a beautiful amnesia victim tormented by blood-curdling nightmares. Then, an eccentric antiques dealer and hypnotist, this is a weird movie, <laughs> leads, <laughs> leads Church to a startling discovery. The source of the nightmares may lie in a past-life connection to Margaret Strauss, a world-famous pianist allegedly murdered by her composer husband Roman, dot, 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 in 1948, dot, 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 dot. <laughs> 
And that works because he was a composer. Okay, go ahead. Did any of that like catch on the mic? Yeah, it was very loud. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. Yes, oh, it was. Sorry. That's okay. A little bird in the room. Yeah, He's it just flew now. in. That's good. We ate him. Um. Anyway, we watched. We did eat chicken today. Great. Okay, go ahead. Continue. That's so important. I'm glad everybody okay, knows Brennan, that. So, what would you rate this on scariness? Because you know, as always, we rate movies on a rate from one to five on scariness, campiness quality and effects so brennan what was your rating all right my rating was two out of five screams uh this movie it's not a horror movie we already talked about that it's more of a you know it's a movie that my mom could watch and not get mad at me for showing her yep um not that i showed her dead again because i wasn't even alive when it came out but this is a movie that they watched with me when i was younger when i was a child i remember almost none of it except by the way we're gonna spoil this movie except these are for you that's what you remember as a kid? That's all I remember from the movie. That's kind of frightening. Well, because the scissors. It's, no, yeah, especially because it was a kid who did all the, all the, all the secrets. All the killing. Yeah. Yeah, well, the thing is, like, that line's repeated, like, 90 times in the movie, so I remember it. Okay. And I remember the twist, which is that um, the man and the woman, or the Kenneth Branagh is reincarnated from the wife, and Emma Thompson is reincarnated from the husband. Information which kind of doesn't go anywhere. But I'm glad it, it's got like a gender queer twist on it, you mm-hmm. know? It was really fun. Um, let me give you my scariness rating. Okay. I also gave it a two, but like I'm leaning more towards a one. Like if we're allowed to give it 0.5, like it'd be sure. 1.5. Sure, I'll allow it. Um, There's nothing in the rule book. Yeah, there was nothing scary about it. Like I found myself really interested at the end during that tense scene when I was like, who's going to die? Cause that scene was crazy. Everybody had some sort of weapon. Um but mostly it's just really good, I guess, suspense building. Um, otherwise, there's nothing really scary about it. Yeah, I mean, it's a mystery. Mm-hmm. And there's... there's I dug r- the mystery aspect, except the parts where which is Kenneth Brown by himself. Yeah, you, he was really bored by the gumshoe character. But um, there was a part where, like, Emma Thompson thinks that Kenneth Brown is going to kill her with scissors again, like, in her flashback to her past life. It's a, it's a whole deal. We don't have to go into it. Yeah, I'm still not sure exactly as to who is who. Um, I don't think that was like directly stated. We can assume that they are two halves of the same whole because of because you marriage, told me that. Yeah, and they told you that. But you like reminded me. I was like, so he's a lady now. I was confused when that reveal happened. No, he was like because that. I mean, that was just the twist. Like she was the one who killed him or didn't. Mm-hmm. It's there's a lot of twists and turns to this story, and they don't all really add up. It's more to like a sense of. Oh, I didn't expect that. Mm-hmm. And not so much a sense of this is like a story that really makes a bunch of sense. Um, but anyway, there's a part where she's freaking out. She thinks he's going to stab her with scissors. And so he hands her all the pairs of scissors in the house really angrily. And you do think he's going to stab her or something. And um, that scene was crazy because he was deranged. Yeah, he he went from zero to 60. I Like there was no justification for the fear that either of them would murder yeah. each other until that. I scene. understand maybe her because she was actually reliving it like nightly. She was reliving yeah. his nightmares. Um, but for him to be like, you know what? How dare you think this? And like, here are all these scissors. Here's a gun. Like, do away with me. And I was just like, dude, like she has fears. Like, yeah, you're chill. supposed to calm her down. Uh, he he went a little overboard, but that scene was actually pretty freaky, and it's all underscored by his neighbor downstairs practicing her scales on the piano, just with increasing curiosity. Uh-huh. And that's actually that was a really good moment. Yeah, it makes like again, this movie doesn't really make sense. 
but it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, what's your campiness score? A campiness score. I gave it a three. Okay. Oh, three, three out of five perms. Um, three out of five camps. Mm-hmm. I always do that. Three out of five piano keys. Okay. Um, it was fun. Great. I feel like I say that a lot. Uh, it was fun. I liked the like twist at the end or middle end about the like weird gender swapping reveal. Yeah. Uh, I liked the twist that it the kid was the was the hypnotist. One thing that I did question though, quite like vocally, was if he was the murderer and also the hypnotist. Like, why bother? Yeah, why bother hypnotizing her to figure out her mm-hmm. past lives? Like, what was the point of the first 15 minutes of the movie? You could have cut it short and just done away with them both. Well, you got to have a twist, man. You got to mm-hmm. have 90 minutes and a twist. Mm-hmm. That's the M. Night Shyamalan formula for success. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was good, though. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give it two out of five perms. Um, it's it, it's a little campy, mm-hmm. um, but it's not the kind of campiness that I really respond to. Like, uh-huh. 80s camp, people, like, wearing... It was the 90s, you know, they were more realistic. No, it's it was the well, dawn of a new era. This is art house camp because it's like an arty murder mystery film. But there are parts where I was like, oh boy. Like the party like, where everyone's frozen. Yeah, that was super weird. And the fancy man was like, let the party begin. I'm mm-hmm. like, pretty sure that's not how parties work. Also, everyone's there. So mm-hmm. technically, if we're going to be semantical about it, the party has begun. Mm-hmm. Um, but that final scene, though. It's the hypnotist who turns out to be the grown-up murderer from way back when, and then the husband and the wife, and then Wayne Knight is there for some reason. Wayne <laughs> Knight had absolutely no reason to be yeah, there. Yeah, he steps in with a box of Domino's, and he was like, Domino's pizza, mm-hmm. and he's just like, oh, no. He stops and his friend from shooting the gun. Like, it's kind of odd. It's it's that bananas. would be your first inclination. Yeah, I feel like there's a backstory behind um, Kenneth Braun's character that his friend's first instinct was to no, not this yeah. again. Uh, but yeah, so um, basically, it's this confrontation between the three people in Wayne Knight is watching, and everyone's in slow motion for what feels like a solid five minutes. It was only a minute. Yeah, well, it's like. Emma Thompson in slow motion, and then it fades back to the flashback of the past of Kenneth Branagh in slow motion because they really want you to know that she is him. Mm-hmm. And then they do the same thing for Kenneth Branagh and Emma Thompson. This is very confusing to talk about. Mm-hmm. And then they do the same thing for the hypnotist and the kid, and it's like, we have been over this. And then Wayne Knight is there just with a pizza, like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and it's pretty good. Um and then eventually Kenneth Braun just pushes him out the way and then he's just yeah. in the background and they're all huddled together for some reason. Yeah, it's just the the thing that really made that scene is just Wayne Knight just hanging out. But um two more things I want to bring up. One, apparently uh Roman, the the husband composer from the past, his prison guard wrote a book? Who would read that? Oh, we have friends who like murder mysteries or the history of murders. Yeah, but like, I don't know. That just seems so weird. It was a weird aspect to it. But there was quite a few weird details about this movie. Yeah, like that random like how we're introduced to the hypnotist is when he um he just walks in. He walks in number one. And he tries to buy Kenneth Braun's chair for no good reason. Yeah, well, I think that scene was meant to show that he's a con man because like I love that chair. It's like priceless. I'll give you forty five dollars for it. And Kenneth Braun is like, no crap, dude. It's worth two hundred and fifty. I'm onto your game. I mean, and I guess you're right. If anything, it's more like, you know, he's an antiquist. Oh, yeah, he is an antiquer. Um, he's a, an antiquer, mm-hmm. as we say in the business. And I can't believe he killed his mom. Like, yeah. Why bother oh with that? 
I can believe it because the shot was set up so clearly that he was going to smother her with a pillow and it took like 45 seconds for him to do it. And I'm like, yeah, I know. Like, there's no reason because he's like, he tucks her in bed and then he steps out of the frame and I'm like, well, there's no reason we're not cutting away from this. Like, clearly he's going to murder her. And it just is like, hold, hold. Okay, we're almost there. And then he goes and it cuts instantly as soon as he puts the pillow over mm. her face. But anyway, I wanted to talk about the flashbacks set in like the late 1940s. These are very 90s flashbacks. Why 90s? They all revolve around an ankle bracelet. Okay, yeah, you're right. And everyone's clothes are still a little bit too big for them. I don't think that's true. Everybody seemed like fine. I thought the clothes in the back times were fine. Yeah, they were better. But also, like, wasn't that the style back in the day? Like the suits and all that? Like clothes that fit you big? I don't know. I wish I knew about Zoot Suits. I just know about that song, Zoot Suit Riot. As, Here, I'm look it up right as now. famously parodied in Weird Al Yankovic's Grapes, Grapefruit Diet, which I did not make up. Don't know what that is. Weird Al Yankovic? No, Grapefruit Diet. Yeah. I'm more of Weird Al. Like, I am part of that cult. Okay. Um, did you give what your campiness score? You did. I gave it three, it was three. on four. Yeah. So I'll talk about effects while you're looking up whatever the hell you were looking up. I forgot already. What was I looking up? I have no idea. It was not important. Go ahead. Um, oh, Zoot Suits. Yeah, I remember too. Yeah, point the mic at your mouth. What? I don't want to breathe on it. Okay. I've always been nervous about having like loud breathing. I'm sorry. No, it's 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 not. I shouldn't have said anything. Go ahead. This is supposed to be a <sighs> podcast about inclusion, and here you are. Go okay, FX. Go I'm gonna give it one out of five scissors, um, because everyone dies by scissor in this movie. Um, Only two people died by scissor. But yeah, but I that's everyone who dies in this scissor, movie. Though. Yeah. Um, so I'm giving it one out of five. It's, it's, it's like psycho. It's, it's trying to be this classy murder mystery. It's not about gore or anything. You see scissors in silhouette and then they're dripping with like black and white blood. It's not super gory, but that's not really the point. So I can't blame it for that. Mm -hmm. What about you? What'd you give it? Um, for effects, I gave it two. That suit suit is enormous. See? Okay. That's how they did the things back then. That's ridiculous. Um, yeah, there was no effects. I liked the costumes and the design. I thought they went like a pretty decent effort for what I'm assuming was a small budget on a movie because... Why would you assume that? I don't know. It just didn't seem like that movie that would get a big budget. Well, it's Kenneth Branagh. He made Thor. Yeah. You know, back in the 90s. <laughs> um, but yeah, so what were you going to say? Um, I don't know why I wrote this, but I did. And I said that it was a pretty good script. I'm sure that the movie had a pretty good script supervisor. I don't know what persuaded me to think that. The continuity was really good? Yeah, the, it was great. Perfect. <laughs> I think something about the scissors. I like the scissors and the shears, like in every shot. There were, were scissors hiding. everywhere, yeah. Um, I just, I like that element to it. Okay, cool. And the budget was 15 million. So. 15, so I guess pretty big for 90s. Yeah, definitely. Um, Pre.com, bust, bumble, burst, uppity, go Brennan. Wow, okay, it's getting late. Um, quality score... Sergio, what's your quality score for Dead I Again? I gave it a four, a solid four. Okay, wow. Um, I always, I, I'm always so caught off guard by your quality scores because your attention span is very uh, rickety, mm -hmm. shall we say. 
I so, just need like a little hamster wheel that'll keep me going. Uh huh. Um, but yeah, I had a good time. Okay. Uh, to me, I would, the way I would describe this movie to someone is the way I describe most movies to you. Okay. Um, and it's like, it seems like it'd be good as a Netflix find, you know, a movie that I didn't know existed. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not really, I don't mean to be rude to that again, but there's not like a big fan base around it as far as I know. Yeah. Not, not a lot of kids are talking it's about no that again. It's no ghost, you know, it's no ghost where they replay it like at least once a week on some network television uh-huh. channel somewhere. It's it's one of those movies that was big when it came out, but it dropped off and mm-hmm. no one has really continued talking mm-hmm. about it consistently. Mm-hmm. So in that ca- like that way, I describe it like it's a decent find that if you're looking for a way to spend an afternoon, like it was delightful. I liked it. I liked the characters. I think they had okay chemistry together. They were um, married. <laughs> were they really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Are they still married? No, they're not. Oh, so I hate to break it to you here. Uh, I'm sorry. That's sad. Why did you make me happy and then sad? I didn't mean to. It's like, oh my god. Okay, so, <laughs> um, yeah, I liked the movie. I liked the movie. It was fun. Okay, great. Um, and I'm gonna give it three out of five unlucky stars. I liked it a lot as a kid. This time I was a little. Um, the pacing's a little slow. I think. Um, twist. You're right about that. Uh huh. And the the twists are really interesting. But it's one of those movies that kind of relies on the twist to have you think it was interesting the whole time, mm-hmm. which it's kind of not. Um, but I think the the third scene is pretty great. I mean, I mean, sorry, the third act scene, the final scene. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, on page 20. Um, never mind. Um, I think the production design of that apartment where that whole scene is set is fantastic mm-hmm. because it's her apartment where she's been living and she's apparently been working through all of her past life trauma by making a bunch of art based on scissors, uh-huh. which was how that was really cool. Actually. I noticed that like yeah. a little bit, I didn't put two and two together that that's why there's everything so much was so scissors. sharp. So much I scissoring. just liked the fact that again, this is why I thought they had a pretty good script supervisor was <laughs> that the scissors imagery was everywhere. Yeah. I mean, that was the point mm-hmm. and that was what was going on. But I just think that the scissor design it's so cool. Mm-hmm. That apartment looks so cool. Um, other than that, what did I write down? Based or final scene. I don't know what any of that means. I can't read my own writing. Let me read it. I want to read it. Okay. Based and final scene. Yeah. I don't know what that means. Based hard. Someone illegitimate, someone illegitimate son, bastard final scene. Maybe. I don't know. Um, well, do you have any final things you want to say about that again? Um, oh, you know what? Let me know. What did you expect when we turned this movie on? What did I expect? I had a good time going through all those like 90s uh, VHS commercials. Oh, my God. That was great. There were a bunch of um, trailers before this. What did we see? We saw a trailer for... We saw uh, a trailer for like videotape. That was the best one. Y- yeah, trailer for... We literally saw a, a commercial for the idea of renting a movie during a weekday. Mm-hmm. It was like two minutes long and it was a full scene where a dog rents a videotape. <laughs> it's crazy. Mm-hmm. And um, the suburban family is so boring with their peas. Yeah, it was like an Edward Scissorhands family sitting there like, oh, what should we do tonight? Learn Portuguese, which to me sounds super interesting. But then Benji, the dog, or Baron, Baron Baron the dog, runs out of his doggy door and comes back with a video box and puts it in the VHS. And Dad's like, what's going on in there? And the wife's like, that's just Baron watching a tape. And he's like, I've got an idea. It's like, no one's really perturbed by the fact that the dog rented a video. Uh Apparently, 
like has mail at his home address to prove that he lives there because you need to do that to get an account at the video store. It was store. easier in the 90s. I guess you're right. Who's mailing stuff to this dog, though? Oh. Um. Anyway, it's super weird. And then we saw, let's see, we saw trailers for Necessary Roughness. Um. That weird cartoon movie that you Cool, cool world. I kind of want to see it. We should we should review it for the show. Somebody donate to the ACLU. <laughs> Everybody should donate to the ACLU. Everybody should. They've been doing some great work recently. Yep. And up to them. Yeah. Again, thank you to India Tiffany Klein, my very own parents, mm-hmm. for uh, donating, so we could be part of this charity drive, which mm-hmm. is actually coming along pretty well now. Mm-hmm. I'm very happy about how it's turning out. Mm-hmm. Um, I also donated, so I'm not a hypocrite. Um, and everybody. I will. I promise you. I'm proud of you. What movie are you going to choose for us to watch? I don't know. For some reason, I'm thinking Julie and Julia. Because you've talked about that like 90 times before. Probably. And now people, they expect it. So I got to give the people what they want. It's not a horror movie, though. It does play Listen, It does it, play it, the song Psycho Killer. So maybe that's close enough. Amy Adams living above a pizzeria. In that Queens. is pretty horrifying. In All Queens, that grease Brandon. in the not air. Shove so much acne. Queens. Is that bad? It's Queens. Okay. Um. Anyway, yeah. Thank you so much for charity, Queens. Brennan. Thank you from America. We really need your help, everybody. Yes. Um. But yeah. So n- next week we'll actually. Well, I don't know if it's going to be next week. We're just going to be getting to these uh, donation drive episodes as often as we can. Yep. W- within our regular schedule. So the next donation drive episode we'll be doing is based, or it's going to be Night of the Demons, which is an 80s horror movie that I actually haven't seen. I'm very excited about. Um, but yeah, if you want to contact us, if you want to tell us that you donated to the ACLU or any of the other charities that we are supporting this month, uh, you can find us on Twitter at Scream101Pod. You can find us on Facebook at Scream101Podcast. You can find us on iTunes. Subscribe, rate, and review. Uh, give us five stars and say, these are for you and we will say thank you mm. uh but yeah that seems about it these episodes are going to be a little shorter than the normal episode because we don't have all the all the trappings of a regular thing this is just yeah, like a I one-off we were talking for a pretty good time what is it 20 something minutes yeah 22 um and you gotta edit like a little clip out of there yep there's a bunch of talk about c's candy that i cut out you might get in the bloopers if i'm generous okay we'll see um but yeah most like maybe 60 percent of this has been us rambling that's a dirty lie. We have been pretty great about this. We have been great. We've been on top. Yeah, that was dead again, and we'll see you. You know what? I'm not sure when this episode comes out, but I think Boo Amadea Halloween is coming next, so we'll catch you then. All right, we'll see what happens. It'll be a surprise. I'm very excited. Okay, Brennan, sign us off. Good luck on your journey, everyone. And stay gold. No, I know, I know what you're talking about. And yeah. I love Lucy. I know, I know. I'm just saying, I know. Eating all the chocolate, so we gotta watch all the chocolate. I know, but I was confused as to how I would confirm that I didn't know that. Besides the fact that I'm simply saying, I know, I know. Okay, great. Well, um, this. It was C's candy. Was it? I think so. Did they get sponsored? Oh, maybe. That's good. Oh, I know C stole the like I love Lucy Barbie for a while. That's great. What? But it was no, but she was like doing the chocolate. Oh, okay. That's why. That's cool. Um, I don't think I could eat that many C's chocolates in a row because, like, they're good, but it's they're, they're too. No, no, thank you. Um, anyway, what we're here. I can. Oh my god, what we're here to talk about is <laughs> the choice. <sighs> what? We gotta get back on track. We got. We're supporting America. We're doing some stuff, and this is not you the right. You might want to cut that out. You want to cut that out. Okay.
Well, you keep saying it when I'm not recording it. You can say it now. I'm recording now. Okay, bars, bars, Barb is back. Um, She's going to win a SAG award. Is she nominated for a SAG award? She should be. I guess you're right. Can you keep talking? Okay, so hours. Because your words are worth it, like L'Oreal or whatever. Hello, and welcome back to Scream 101. I'm Brennan. And I'm Sergio. Quick question, Brennan. Were you recording all of that? No, I was not. Okay, that's a shame. Yeah, well, because you said something highly inappropriate, so I had to cut you out. You don't know that. I mean, the audience doesn't know that. Yeah, but I do. I was right here. Okay. This episode was brought to you by Cupholder Radio. You can find more episodes of this show and others at cupholderradio.com or wherever podcasts are sold. Get out. The podcast is coming from inside the house. Hello there, I'm Uncle Ponyboy. Do you like suspense? Don't go in there! Buckets of blood and human excrement? Pour upon me! Gratuitous nudity with more boobies than you can handle? Let me see them. And radical hairstyles? Oh yeah! Then you should check out the Gorgab Podcast, hosted by yours truly and DJ Gill. Hello! You can find us on the iTunes Podcast Store and on Twitter at Gorgab Podcast. And while you're at it, go ahead and go check out cupholderradio.com. It's podcast for the weird at heart.